Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Excuse me. Joy! I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy! We talking about Twitter. Triple joy! Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy! You know, people are not their best selves online, but <laughs> I believe they are their real selves mm. online. Mm. And uh, Steelers Twitter is definitely not the best fans <laughs> online, uh, and we're here to do something about it. It's what Jin's talking about, the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm Kyle Christ here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. And, you know, your thoughts are not your actions. All right, I think that's. Okay. I think that goes uh, back to AA. I think that, that's you know? fair. Possibly the Bible. Yeah, uh, but you know, a tweet is more actionable than a thought. If yeah, you ask it, me, because we can't read your mind. A tweet I can see. It possibly appears on my computer or phone. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's my. It's more than just crying to your bartender. Uh, you know, or, 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 you know, for many of you... Or to yourself. Yeah, or to yourself. But for many of you, your tweets are your brand. Yes, yes. The uh, representation of you that we know. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, 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 you know, I'm not a religious guy, but I'll throw out uh, a Bible verse from mm-hmm. Matthew 7, uh, 1 through 3. Judge not that ye be not judged. Mm. For with that judgment ye mm. judge, ye shall be judged. Mm. And with what measure ye meet... It shall be measured to you again. Why mm. be, beholdest thou the mote in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam in your own eye? That gets too many characters for Twitter, but yeah. It, uh, yeah. So it's a couple too many, yeah. You know, and, and time and time again, uh, the Steelers, they cast pearls before us swine of Steelers Nation, <laughs> and we trample them under our feet. We turn again and rend them. <clears throat> Basically, what I'm saying is, uh, is y'all are toxic out there. <laughs> yes, I mean, I, in the context of losing a playoff game, but yes, that uh, uh, no one, very few of us showed perhaps our best selves come Sunday night. And you know, so many couch GMs and coaches, and and so many masters of the obvious. Oh, mm-hmm. is there anything worse than uh, than just a master of the obvious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's M O O, Master oh, of the Obvious. Oh, okay. I, I was thought it was a sheep or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, but I get it. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what we're dealing with here uh, on Steelers Nation Twitter. It's just a, a a lot of dum dums. We I can't even. It, it's it, there were so many tweets this week to go through. Uh, you know, we it, it, we we'd be here for hours <laughs> if we if we got to them all. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we just need to do a little, a, just a little quick of the the, the dumbest of the dumb quickly okay. here. We'll we'll just get through them here. <laughs> a little help there from. Uh, all right, how about at MDH64? This coach is a sham. Basically just catchphrases like, what you talking about, Willis? Or kiss my grits. Okay, not quite. How about uh, at Joe Thomas 73 Steelers, congratulations on your playoff participation trophy. Now that is interesting, that one, because if I'm not mistaken, Joe Thomas might be the greatest player in NFL history to never play on a team with a winning record. Oh, he's like the Charles Barkley, right? A football or well, something. Well, Charles went to the playoffs. Joe never did. <laughs> Point taken. How about uh, at Fryer Frenzy? These might be the worst playoff team of all time. Yeah, yeah, tied 0 and 1 with about eight teams every year uh, how about at Privet Eric sometimes I feel like our offense doesn't want to score I can't even breathe wow how about at JWAG8 this is a joke Steelers playing like they don't even want to be here yeah man ah oh, man all this travel to Kansas City I mean it does it does have a crappy airport I hear yeah how about uh, at Sweens one six seven? Tomlin will never lead us to a number Super Bowl. He's been riding on Ben's coattails. Hmm. How about Senior Rexy? I can count on one hand how many Steelers players showed up today. Okay, and this guy's a Navy vet. Maybe I should uh, maybe I should you know rub it in how we didn't beat the Taliban or Al Qaeda on Monday morning. How about that? That might be going too far. All right. Well, how about at Robbie Lazier. Can people wake up and finally understand Drops Johnson is not a superstar and Najee wasn't worth the first pick? Hmm. How about at Berkey75? The lack of creativity by the Steelers' offense is offensive. And that's not the worst. Yeah. How about at Steel underscore tweets? Guess what, Steelers offense? You still have to score points to win this game. Oh, that's a master of the... I kill, kill the music. I can't, I can't deal with it. Oh, oh that's just a sample of, of, of the great Steelers tweets after, after one of my favorite Steelers seasons. Well, you look like you feel better after that, I got to say. You, you, look, you look like you got that off of your chest. I'm I, sweating. I'm literally I, You really sweating. are. You really are. I could feel, <laughs> I'm like four feet away. I could feel you sweating. It, um, I mean, it, it, I just read all this and, and you know, it's, it's everything that with, with Twitter, it's everything you used to hear uh, 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 walking out of Three River Stadium after losing one of those playoff games. It's these are all the things that people would just say then or mutter angrily in their car. And now they say it in front of you. I mean, this is, you know, this is a giant therapy session that goes on for a week. It, um, but you also knew this was going to happen. I mean, it's this is this is this is the downside of we're happy to be in the playoffs. We're happy to have gotten there. Is that th- this is going to be the the flip side of that when people realize that hey, this team was in a tough spot and probably not going to win that game. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Don't the fan, but we could have lost in the Super Bowl uh, in overtime, and the fans would have probably had these same type of tweets. Well, and- look at the Atlanta fans after that team lost in the Super Bowl in overtime. They reacted as bad, if not worse. You had, you you know what? Good point. Good point. The, today, this this day, this week was inevitable. I guess it's mm-hmm. at, at, at any point in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but know. the point is, it happened now and not in November, and it didn't, or in October, or after a six-game losing streak. This and all this toxicity all coming out at once is so so much better than like just that. What a season of them not being good would have been. Like you're saying, it could have got worse. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying it could have been worse, and it could have lasted for longer. Whereas this is like, uh, uh, this is literally ripping off a Band-Aid. That's what all this toxicity is. That's really what that is. Versus like losing your arm. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's. Uh, I think that's a positive. Way. Yeah. That, yes. That's that's, that's what. Yeah. That's where we are at this point. You did not lose your arm. Steelers lose. That's where I am. Well, a lot of blame game. A lot mm-hmm. of blame all around. Let's get to the some of the specific tweets here. Mm-hmm. We'll start with uh, the Tomlin, the blame Tomlins at old timer seventy seven. 
The only thing I can really blame Tomlin on is not deferring. Man, a lot of people thought this was the biggest error of the game. <laughs> I will say this has got to be the mildest take I think we've ever ripped on on this podcast. It just You can almost hear saying like almost like Mole Man on The Simpsons. The only thing I can really blame Tomlin on is not deferring. Um, I mean, it, I was surprised he didn't defer. But, I, I, you know, isn't as irritated as I've been. And we've talked about this, that they haven't gotten the ball to start the second half. I also very much got the idea hey we are in this environment where we are big big underdogs and no one gives us a chance if they had marched right down the field and scored that would have made a big big statement and it shows confidence in the guys so i absolutely understand tomlin not deferring in this instance but to be you know to be mad about it uh this much after the game because remember we all right we punted on our first possession but in case he punted on their first so first five so you yeah. know does it does that does it even matter can you even like come back to this after the fact and be like if we only would have you know, taking the ball in the second half. Who knows? Well, I mean, it's it's it, it'd be a lot easier for me to make this argument and agree with this guy if Kansas City hadn't scored on that very last possession in the first half, the one to essentially put things out of reach. Like, if they hadn't, and then it's like, okay, the Steelers can go into the half with like, all right, we got a little bit of hope. Then you can be like, oh, and we're not getting the ball to start the second half. But, uh, that you know, we'll get, we'll get to that turning point in the game because, okay. you know, a lot of, gosh, a lot of people uh, had to talk about that. Let's move on to... At Berg underscore Yinzer. Mm -hmm. Last four playoff defensive performances. Uh, 36 points against the Pats in 2017. 45 mm -hmm. points against the Jags in 2018. 48 points against the Browns in 2021. 42 points against the Chiefs in 2022. Tell me again why we keep defending Tomlin. I, can you even can you write a narrative over four separate games in four years? Well, I think what happened was everyone saw those stats that showed like this is the first team to have given up more than 35 points in four straight playoff games or something like that. Like at some point after the game that went all around it. Uh, I mean, Tomlin is, you know, the one uh, constant through all of those. But I mean, no, it's not. It's a very different team in different circumstances. But man, that's still tough. It, it, at least the last three of those games, they were down big. Uh, uh, particularly early on. Well, all four of them, yeah. I mean, the Pats game was pretty out of reach early, too. At, but, uh, in, but also, you know, hate, situationally, hate to talk about situational football, but at least in the Browns and the Jags, I, you know, I have a hard time remembering the Pats. It was turnover, early turnovers that led to all those points. Yeah, 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 it was. It's the, the Pats one's the most defensible because, one, it was the AFC title game, and two, that was the year Ben had no receivers to throw to. Like, Kobe Hamilton was like, he's going to go down the field. And that's the one where Le'Veon was out, too, uh, like early on in that game. But, I mean, that's easily the most defensible. You know, going down 21 points to the Jags. I thought the Jags, yeah, they marched down the field on the first drive, and then there were turnovers. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, right. It was the, yeah, the ones with the turnovers or the Jags and the Browns and the Chiefs, thankfully, they didn't have a whole whole lot of problem with that on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, you know, it's it's it sounds damning when you especially when you're like, well, it's been five straight years without a playoff win. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to at least I have to look at each of those games is separate. It's different personnel, it's different coaches, it's different schemes, it's different situations. And mm -hmm. to to make a narrative out of that. Uh, I, I, I just don't think that's fair. Well, I mean, it's also the kind of thing that if you go by that, it, it's the, like that's a very anti-stability argument. And then you're like, it, and it's something I'm sure we're going to get into is like, okay, if you go by that, like, all right, we'll get rid of all these guys. Well, then you're really chasing things and hoping that something's going to be better. I mean, that's that. Uh, I don't, all right. Yeah. Last, uh, let's last word here on Tomlin. Mm -hmm. We'll go to at Joe Starkey one. Mm -hmm. All the criticism of Matt Canada is warranted. But way more should go to the guy who promoted him. That just makes sense. This offense was at a critical juncture after last season. Tomlin hired the wrong coordinator, wrong O-line coach. That's bad 0 for 2. Uh, you know, he is, you know, he is the CEO. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I mean, is it is it coaching? Is it personnel? Well, one, that, that's that's something we're not going to know definitively right now, which part of it it was. I mean, obviously, they both work in tandem together, as I'm sure Tomlin himself would tell you. I, I tend to think... I actually don't 100% agree that the offense is at a critical juncture after last season, especially not compared to after this season. Yeah. This feels like a way, way more critical juncture. So, like, now you got to make 
the right decisions. It's it's like it looks like we can definitively say you hired the wrong O line coach. Why? Because he's not there. <laughs> yeah. It uh, now the wrong coordinator thing that very well may prove to be the case. However, there's still some chance that's not the case too. So we'll see. But it uh, it's not looking great right now for it to be the right coordinator. But we don't definitively know. Well, let's you know let's talk coordinators. <laughs> The, the tweet from, we'll go to at RayFit1, Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, his headline was, Oh Canada, the Steelers' offensive ineptitude knows no end. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess statistically correct, mm-hmm. but w- are you putting this on Canada? Uh, I mean, it... it- it's one of those things, and I don't know if this is just, you know, having spent too much time with the Steelers and like going by, you know, Bill Cowher's special teams coach roles where anytime after the season, if like anything, if they, you know, if the in the game that Steelers lost to end their season, there was even like a 20 yard return, they would fire the special teams coach the next day. <laughs> it, um, I mean, it's, it's whatever else, that's not good enough. Yeah. Like whatever else, anything else, this is not good enough. And that's why, you know, the more I think about it, the more, well, what are you looking for for next season? I'm literally looking for this team to improve. I mean, that's that's to get better on offense. So this in and of itself is not good enough. The one thing I have wondered about with Canada, and I don't think we included it in here, was I forget who tweeted it. It might have been uh, uh, Philipponi. It might have been somebody else's. Basically, like, you see all these Steelers writers talking about how much they don't like Canada. Who do you think is their source on that? <laughs> and that was, you know. And who, it, well, who, who do you think? is? Well, it, it, the, the implication was it was Ben or implication or, oh. or somebody higher up on the team on the offense. And it's so, I, I, I you know, and I'll, but the thing is, like, how much can you separate, you know, shadowy sources on the team versus uh, uh, groupthink and piling on a guy of like, when you see the offense do badly, you just assume it's the coordinator. So I don't know. This is one of those things. And as a fan, I don't have to have the answer. But what I can tell you is this has to improve. Well, would you now say we score 30 points a game next year and still go nine, seven and one? Mm -hmm. Is that an improvement? I think that's I think that's when we start the fire Terrell Austin song or whatever. (laughs) Whoever the new defense coordinator is, you're going to have to find a different South Park clip that we'll have to use to fire the defensive coordinator in that particular circumstance. Well, you know, everyone wanted Canada gone. Let's go to at Gene Collier, also the PPG Steelers Mm -hmm. can't be serious if Matt Canada gets another shot and even uh We'll go to at Dejan Kovacevic, mm-hmm. writing my column now. It only took me to the eighth paragraph to type fire Matt Canada. I guess subscription <laughs> refunds being offered now. So even though everyone and their brother mm-hmm. wanted Canada gone, at, at this moment in time, it looks like he's back for uh, season two. It does look like, and it does, as the day of we're recording, we'll still be here for that. I mean, that doesn't mean he obviously necessarily will, and things can change, and it's, you know, and emotions are raw after the season. And even if... And I must say that even if they do get rid of him, if they do fire Canada, I'm totally fine with them not firing him like Monday morning because that almost <laughs> looks punitive. Like if you wait a week or so and be like, hey, we did some internal evaluations. We looked around. We wish him his best. He's going to retire, you know, with your puppy upstate and Bruce Arians or whatever <laughs> it is that like that would make sense. But, um, you know, I mean, I love Collier and Kvasevich as, as writers and I've certainly followed them my entire life. But uh, but yeah, it's do I think there's a better better chance of Canada being back now than I did on Sunday night. Yes. Am I 100% sure he'll be there uh, a month from now? No. I think Canada needs a little pep up from Coach Cower. This is a product of your journey, and your journey's not over yet. It's not over yet, Matt, okay? <laughs> Season two is coming. Let's The final word on Canada here, let's go to... Mm-hmm. At S-City Nation 412, Steel mm-hmm. City Nation... I don't know what to say about Canada. I can see how you could say having Ben in that line limited what he could do. But a good OC adjusts his play calling to best fit what he has, and Canada showed he can't do that. Some guys are just college coaches. Now, my thing is, wasn't our whole RPO strategy basically saying, hey, Ben, you see what you see, and then you decide? Um, that's how I understood it, but I barely understood it, nor did I have to understand it, so I didn't look into it. But yeah, that was the way I got it. It's basically we were relying on, you know, the Hall of Famer who's been doing it for almost two decades to more or less, hey, you figure it out with what's left of your body, sure. And, um, but that's, I, I do bump against this tweet a little bit, like I, I don't know a lot about college football. I also imagine those guys adjust their play calling to fit their players, too. So I, I, that's probably an aspect of it. I mean, it, you know, I 
I can't remember a season, and it's not like I kept stats or something like uh, like this, where, and this even includes last year, where you'd have so many people throughout the game, you know, yelling about one uh, uh, play call or another. I mean, you and I have talked about this before in the past. Stan and Charlie are not like hot take artists, and you never saw them react like they did after these games. And, that, I, and again, I wonder how much of that is sources they have at the team. And things. I mean, not that they're kept men by any means. The men can form their opinions on their own. But you know Charlie certainly has a uh, probably a, a IV straight right. to Ben's phone. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. I imagine, I imagine people feel comfortable on the team talking to Charlie Batch, I would hope. So it so I mean, and it's all these things that lead. Like I said, this is, you know, there's enough even. I mean, basically, our evidence that Canada's not going is that A, he's not fired as of this moment. And B, Tomlin was like, yeah. Yeah, we all didn't do well enough, but uh, you know we like him, and or, I mean, or, which he didn't explicitly say either. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't use the, yeah, those words. Yeah, yeah, he did not say that in any way. <laughs> he didn't even. Uh, he didn't even compliment his availability, which right. was yeah, which was how he complimented Edmonds' <laughs> availability. Um, uh, uh, you know, even we heard DJ talk about uh, that the looks that they thought mm. they might get they weren't getting so mm-hmm. it sounds like you know maybe they thought they were going to be in man and then the right. defense was in zone so mm-hmm. you know is, is that is that canada i think i know. mean i think that's everybody that's certainly canada i mean johnson himself uh, you know the drops were an issue again by the end i mean that's that's a concern too but it, regardless of what the other guys are doing but i mean it's it's but the truth is like with Canada still there, we're always going to look for anything to be like, ah, oh, it was his fault, which is which is part of that DJ quote too. And, yeah. Um, well, you know the blame. The players got their share of the blame too. Let's okay. uh, let's let's start with at Mark Madnax. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who thinks the coordinators are the problem is just scapegoating. Lack of talent is the problem. Now, you know, I won't say talent, but I'll definitely say execution. I think that you know we probably have got some talented players out there who uh, have you know a career. 14, 15 NFL career games. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly. And there's some, you know, the Steelers are still one of the youngest teams and all this and this. And the execution wasn't there. And there's, you know, it is, and I'm always more comfortable blaming the players than anyone else for losing the game on account of them actually being there. And to the point that there is such a thing as blame. I mean, the other team is was better. Yeah. And in this case, was much was a, really good team. A very good team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's totally fine that they lost, of course. But um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, I mean, it's are these the right coordinators? for this team I mean it looks like Butler's out so that it'll probably be Terrell Austin but that's not 100% either so yeah so we're gonna see what the uh you know if the next coordinators match up to whatever this team is better let's go to at at Ben Anderson 58 this mm-hmm. is a full sarcasm mode mm-hmm. it's Tomlin's fault that Najee fumbled it's Tomlin's fault that DJ dropped two critical passes it's Tomlin's fault that Trey Turner can't pass block to save his life it's Tomlin's fault that Claypool won't fight for 50-50 balls uh if if you know take away all those factors would this game have been any different? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. The DJ drop passes might have had might have kept this thing a little more interesting, a little more often. I think it's it's. I think you know what is it? No team had held the Chiefs to that many uh, uh, punts in a row or something like that as the Steelers did in the first half, and they were only able to get that seven nothing lead. I mean, look, that Chiefs offense is unbelievable once it gets cranked up, but it wasn't cranked up for a while. I could have seen that the Najee fumble happened way too late. Uh, the only one of these things, I mean, you'd be like. Well, it would be nice for Tom to get more out of this. The Claypool fighting for 50-50 balls thing. I mean, that feels, I mean, obviously that's on the player more than anyone else, but more than these other things, that seems like coachable or something. I don't know. I mean, again, that's, I'm far from being a wide receivers coach, but that's the only one of these things that doesn't seem like something that's totally influenced by what happens on the field. Okay, let's go. Let's get, let's move on to DJ. Mm-hmm. Let's go to at Joe NY Law. Mm. Uh, so maybe not part of the Steel Nation here, but... <laughs> That Deontay drop turned the ball right back to KC instead of allowing Ben to get in rhythm and keeping the D fresh and off the field. One little drop completely turned the game around and may have irretrievably cost the Steelers. Is that irretrievably? Uh, I see irretrievably. At, uh, 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 yeah, that's it's, uh, it's someone that's written web content for New York lawyers in the past. That uh, <laughs> certainly seems like a word that would show up there. Sure, it was a, a key. It was a key third down. It would have been a first down, mm-hmm. but. Let's also not act like we were 
putting together 12, 13 play drives up until that point. Certainly. And it's and but that is the exact kind of error that a big underdog can't have early on. I mean, how many college football games have you watched where almost this exact thing happened? Somebody went into the big rank stadium. They had a little bit going and then someone fumbled or, you know, missed a drop pass. And the other guys went down and scored a million points. um, It's exactly the kind of thing that, you know, good teams the, the great teams don't allow to happen is basically it was certainly the turning point emotionally mm-hmm. um you know would do you think Kansas City would have been on their heels the rest of the game had no. we even scored I mean no 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 it's it's not it, it, it's no but it's one of those things like what I what I always think about going into these big upset games whether it's the Steelers you know or the big underdog or the heavy favorite it's all about winning the quarter it's about surviving this quarter. And they did survive the first quarter, but they survived at 0-0 before, you know, the monster woke up. <laughs> All right. We, uh, we we still got a lot of uh, other things to talk about, but let's take this commercial break now okay. because, um, you know, we'll try to keep things timely. A lot of, because, you know, a lot of talk about the future. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to know who the next QB is. Well, we've got the Vegas odds. <laughs> Everyone wants to be, you know, a couch Colbert. Uh, they want to throw out the roster. We'll get to all that. Let's take this commercial break. Maybe we'll, you'll hear about a podcast that isn't about toxic tweets. Hey. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply All right, we're back. Yeah, we're playing Renegade. We're getting fired up for the second half of the show. Uh, we left off talking about all the blame game, but, you know, there's some... Uh, we, we still got to praise Ben. It's the Ben Victory Tour, so mm-hmm. let's get to some Ben tweets. How about at TSN Mike? This is uh, Michael DeCourcy from the Sporting News. His headline was, Roethlisberger's willingness to do whatever it takes to win made him the ultimate Steelers quarterback. He said, Ben, Hmm. uh, better ultimately uh, in franchise history than Bradshaw. Bradshaw himself has said that. It, uh, he did in the run up to Super Bowl forty five, um, and I think that's right. I mean, it's it's you know just different expectations, an entirely different caliber of athlete. Yeah, it, uh, no, I I think that's correct. And frankly, I'm always glad to see the sporting news is still around. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's I guess only online, I guess. But then that's again, so is all right. Exactly. All what am I not talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and for those who are not old enough to remember. Back in 74, you think Bradshaw was just this, you know, Hall of Fame gunslinger. But back in 74, he was benched preseason for Joe Gillum, Gilliam, the mm-hmm. first African-American quarterback in NFL history. I believe it. it uh, I mean, it's. A, I was even going to piggyback on top of that. I mean, you know, hot, bad hot takes around eternal. I remember the Super Bowl 43 season when Ben was out and uh, Byron Leftwich had to play that Monday night game in, uh, against Washington. And people were saying that the next day, oh, he should play the rest of the season. He should start over Ben. It, uh, yes, there's, uh, there's always bad takes. They live with us forever, like viruses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, well, speaking of Ben, mm-hmm. we'll Let's go to at B Pryor, Brooke Pryor, mm-hmm. uh, talking to Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster on what makes Roethlisberger special. When he's playing backyard football, it's unbelievable. I think Ben still got it. And Brooke says that Juju and the receivers want Ben back. I think that's something very nice you say about someone that's retiring. I, <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's been time. I think Juju understands it's time, too. I will say that after Sunday night, I totally came around. I mean, I remember when you and I were doing the Christmas special or whatever, and it was, what do you want for the Steelers? And I remember you said a contract for Juju, and I wasn't so sure about that. Boy, I am after that game. It, uh, I, I, I am sold on Juju. I, I'd almost, I mean, I know this is my own bad hot takes reactionariness. <laughs> I'd almost rather, if you there's one contract between him and DJ. I'd give it to Juju at this point, but that's why Ooh. I. But that's why I don't make these decisions because I'm emotionally unstable. 
Are we in a DJ extension year? Uh, uh, it it's something coming up. I know they're talking contracts for him or something or other. Yeah. Okay. Well, that will be an interesting decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not everyone was was praising Ben on his last game. We've mm-hmm. got, uh, you know, our, our hater of the year at Brioni Boy 12. Mm. For 12 years, the delusional Steeler fan base has made excuses for a QB who never improved one iota, never learned to deliver an NFL offense, took $250 million and won nothing, lucked into a team that to, to have won two Super Bowls with a cardboard cutout. Um, I mean, you know, should, should Ben have hung it up earlier than this year well i mean I, I the only thing you could see is maybe hanging it up after last season but i also understand not wanting to go out after that but every now and then we do come across these takes where i'm almost like man are we encouraging this by just by talking about this person <laughs> someone that just that is obviously just looking for attention like to me there's a big difference between like the people you talked about at the beginning those were fans that were hurt and yeah. they were trying to find a way to deal with those emotions so they said some wild things i totally get that i've been there that it's very different than the person's like, I'm going to say some things to make people mad. <laughs> <laughs> Those are totally different groups. Like, yeah, sometimes indistinguishable, though. Oh, certainly. <laughs> oh, certainly. It, it, you ain't reading tone on Twitter. But yeah. yeah, but there is. But there's a very, very big difference of intention and emotion between those. Um, let's, uh, and then one, ju- here, one just thing, there, there's some mm-hmm. more offense here. One just last note on the offense. Let's go to, mm-hmm. uh, from the Trib here. Well, let's go to Chris Adamanski at C Adamanski Trib. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers put their money where their mouth was in regards to the outcry about Ray Ray playing so much. You know, he, w- it was explained that he was the one playing behind Juju's role. And then when Juju returned, McLeod played only 14 snaps. So that was less than Washington and Gentry. Um, is this, you know, all year people were like, Ray, but Ray, why is Ray Ray out there? Why is Ray Ray? And, and, and it, it, the truth is because he was Juju's backup. Yeah. And at, uh, you know, and it's, and, uh, and again, that looks even more and more like a con as they, as we mentioned as a possibility a few weeks ago or months ago, that it's a condemnation of the other receivers not getting more open because Ben would have found them instead. And Ray Ray was the one guy that was open. So yeah. interesting that Claypool was never, uh, Never, I don't know, given a chance in that role or never had the skills for that role? Uh, yeah, I always assumed it was the latter. I mean, it's just that the, that the skill set didn't mash, mesh. But again, I, I I certainly don't know what goes into, you know, making someone the Z receiver versus uh, 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 the select button receiver or whatever. Exactly. In my Madden, I've just put them all in motion and then, you know, whoever's... Uh... Whoever's open. I don't think I've played Madden since the original PlayStation. I don't think it's changed much, actually. (laughs) I would hope the cutscenes look better. That's the one thing I'll say. Um, Mm. All right. uh, Now, of course, after the loss, everyone Mm. wants to know who is going to be our QB, QB of the future, QB of the future. Mm -hmm. Let's start with at Ed Bouchette making Mm -hmm. an appearance here. Uh, Steelers wide out Deontay Johnson talking just now about who might succeed Ben next season. Twice, he says whoever they bring in and uh let's let's tag team that with mm-hmm. at j round 32 josh roundtree from the so-called fan mm-hmm. cam hayward talking about the qb position next year said the Steelers have great scouting department neither of them are talking about mason rudolph is that is that can you read between the lines there uh, i mean maybe but you also wouldn't it be weird if they went and be like oh yeah i can't wait to play with mason next year you don't know mason's going to get the job i mean they know slightly i mean it's you know i i, I whatever criticisms i may have of dj and drops and all that it's not like he's going to know like well when was he going to go up there and be like well i see there's a lot of big picks in the nfl draft maybe someone's going to fall to us at 20 like that how bizarre would that be like i heard gardner Minshew's going to be a free agent i mean dj's Ooh. not no but that's what dj DJ's not saying any of this. He's going to be like, yeah, they're going to bring in somebody. It's, DJ's reading your fantasy posts and putting it together. No, he has no idea. He knows as much as we do about this kind of thing. So, but, you know, they both, both Cam and DJ seem to talking about scouting, which t- seems to me outside of the organization. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I, I, I won, I, I'm sure they are going to bring somebody in regardless of even if Mason does win the job. They're not just going to anoint Mason. That that that's a hundred percent not going to happen. I mean, they're going to put up a QB one until whatever that happens. But someone will be in there to compete with him. Will he be a high draft pick? Yeah, probably not. Well, they, but they're going to bring in somebody. I feel that I'm quite confident in that take. That doesn't mean it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, but there's going to be somebody else in there to compete with uh, uh, Mason and Haskins. Yeah, we, it seems at least you know from what we've heard from Tomlin, it seems like Mason Haskins are definitely in the QB room come mm-hmm. come the fall. 
Uh, you know, we we think that we think there might be in for a free agent, uh, but any high profile free agent that they would bring in doesn't that automatically say that there's not going to be a competition? I mean, it, it's a little hard to figure out right now, but I I I, it, I think it depends on high just high how high profile the free agent is. Like, I mean, it's it's you know if you get, I mean, I know we they talk about here someone like Mariota or, or Winston, do you a thousand percent guarantee them the job? We're like, hey, you have a chance to compete with Mason if he, you know, if he beats you out at the preseason. Hey, that's tough. I mean, it, you know, uh, uh, I, I can see that being the case. Do those guys get uh, uh, the whole we're guaranteeing you the job to sign here kind of thing? Like. I mean, would you, if you're if you're any if you're Mariota if you're Winston are you going to sign uh, a contract where to be the backup I just you know I don't well know. I think you're going to sign a contract to compete again if someone's going to guarantee those guys to be the starters they'll go there but what job is that where are they going where they're going to be guaranteed to start I like, mean I, I you know a Houston or um, a Miami I don't know okay you know? I mean it's a, a, a Carolina. Miami's interesting because if if they're starting in Miami, what's happening to Tua? That I'd be fine giving a third, second, third round, pick, a third round pick. I don't know about a second, but I mean for him, I've I've always kind of liked that kid. But I don't know. It, uh, but see, the fact that as soon as you start to try and put something solid into this, you go into a million different vagaries means that we're not going to know about this for a long time. Uh, let's move to mm-hmm. at I am Jeremy seventeen, mm-hmm. probably Jeremy. It's probably. <laughs> The fact that Mason Rudolph defenders exist is wild. Should should he even be part of the conversation? Oh, God, yeah, he's got to be part of the conversation. He could be, I mean, at worst, Mason's a long-time backup, and he's a fine backup. I mean, whatever other complaints you may have about the kid is, you know, too high a graph dra- draft grade and all of this, but the kid's a fine backup. Uh, Tom, I, I, you know, I think there was a lot of, in 2019, and I, I don't know if you remember this, where it was like, it would, it would be, the Steelers would like struggle through a game, you know, on offense they'd win on defense and then the next day everyone would have these stats about like how well mason played or like compare him to ben in 04 and it and it was like and it would kind of i think that's where a lot of this mason defenders come from is like you could play some games with statistics that might not pass your eye test at the time what ooh, what that the eye test what what are we looking for from me because because you know what we've seen. Well, look if you look at the Lions game, um, he played. I think we said at the time, yeah. you know, he played as well as Ben has played. But, Certainly, but that's that's still you know thirtieth out of thirty two starting quarterbacks. And that's also, I mean, that Lions game as much as anything else. When people bring up you know complaints with Canada, is the Mason throwing 50, 50 times, having practiced two days in the middle of a rainstorm. But um, well, I mean, what I'm looking for, and I don't know if you mentioned it, that one tweet I sent you the other night, where some random fan, God, I wish I remember who it was it said like look find somebody that runs fast and has a big arm and i promise to talk myself into them by week one <laughs> and that's exactly where i am is it mason is it dwight haskins is it gardner Minshew? is it a cast of thousands i have no idea but do that and i'll be there i mean mace doesn't have the arm that haskins has no but i i also don't know if he doesn't move almost as well as haskins does and it's and it and he's more much more pinpoint passer than Haskins is at least right now. I mean that Panthers game that was bleak. I mean that, I mean obviously he's not thrown out there to DJ or, or even Fryermouth or Najee, but man oh man like now what about Josh Dobbs? Does he have a role in the room? Because above the neck there's no one better. Absolutely. It, uh, I mean I think it's I I. I I, I imagine everyone's going to kind of get a shot. I mean, it, that doesn't mean they won't go in with a hierarchy and all that, and they're definitely going to bring in somebody. But um, I, I I do think it's going to kind of be genuinely open, unless unless something happens and they f- fall into somebody that they really, really do love. Could you have Mace, Haskins, Dobbs, uh, a, a free agent, and a rookie? We're talking five quarterbacks now in, well, the, I don't in think, the room. I, I think you're getting the free agent or the rookie. But also, what what happened there was you were going to say, could you have, and I almost interrupted you with yes. Because <laughs> that's the true answer. Could you have? Absolutely. Whatever you think it might be. I mean, it. it you know, I imagine if they do get a rookie, the, yeah, the rookie still feels like the least likely thing. But I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know. Let me uh, let me frame it like this. You can frame it however the hell you want to frame it. <laughs> okay, Coach. Uh, let's go to the Vegas odds for it. Okay. They, they've got Mason at plus two seventy five. He's okay. the odds on favorite. That's basically that's almost three to one. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr 
at plus seven hundred. Haven't heard it's, his it's, name. It's whatever the. But what's the price? That's what I, I mean. I I would be fine with Carr, at, uh, but what's the price to get him? At, uh, uh, Garoppolo at plus seven fifty. He's still under contract. The same thing. What does it cost to get him? And it's and I guess I feel better about Garoppolo after watching the Cowboys mismanage the clock. Uh, but sure. <laughs> yeah, you know if yeah, I mean, I, would you have rather lost the way we lost to the Chiefs or the way the Cowboys <laughs> lost? Because they're both zero and one in the playoffs <laughs> this year. Um, and then uh, how about Kenny Pickett at plus nine hundred? Winston is also plus nine hundred. And then Haskins is a little bit more of a long shot at plus one thousand. I guess the thing I come back to with Pickett and um, and I don't know what are the other guys' names Coral and How and I just get them confused because those names seem so similar to me. But I, I, you know, it's it's fine to get somebody like Carr. It's fine to get to even have a season where like, hey, we believe in Mace and we're going to do this. But man, oh man, on a long enough timeline, you have to get one of those first round pick big guys to do this. I mean, look at who's still playing in the game. In the in the game. I mean, I've, you know, Brady's. A unicorn i don't know if that necessarily discredits the first round draft pick theory and Tannehill did bomb out with a pretty bad team and some coaching that looked back was maybe pretty suspect to find himself with a good team in tennessee but like i said i'm fine with car if garoppolo if you can make the price work but you know if you're sitting there at 20 and you've already addressed the offensive line and the defensive line or something through all that money we're going to have in free agency and Pickett's still there maybe it is worth it because at some point you're going to have to get one of these first round guys it's hard to get around that we you know if your name isn't Bradshaw or Roethlisberger we don't really draft quarterbacks that high Mace was a third rounder mm-hmm. uh what was was Cordell a I want to say rounder? Cordell was a second rounder but I could be wrong about that T Martin was a third rounder at um uh Bubby was a third rounder okay I didn't know um, that I want to say Neil went in the third too but I could be wrong about that Tommy Maddox of course is a first rounder but we right, didn't but draft not him. with the Steelers yeah he was like eighth over. He was like way up there. They too, drafted him with Elway on the roster. That's oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. but again, in the way that you know the, the the pack drafted Love and you know all those things and or Rogers. But yeah, it's it's with that idea of you know coming in eventually. But um, so you you are right to a point. We haven't. If I mean, we've had starters. We've drafted starters in the third round, but we haven't. We we you know we, we only draft uh, legends with our first round pick. <laughs> So what? it's got it's got to be it's got to be on right. Can yeah. he, can he pick it at twenty or whoever at twenty doesn't necessarily you know twenty is boomer bust territory. Right, exactly. I mean it's it's very well. I mean you could get Rogers or uh, uh, Lamar or you could get you know uh, uh, who who was the who, the guy that was picked in the first round of the two thousand four draft that was not Roethlisberger, Eli, or Rivers. There is the other guy that went to Buffalo around there whose name is always it's like J T Austin or something. Like there was another guy. J.P. Lausman? Oh, yeah. Maybe okay. that was it. Okay, but there was another guy in there that's like very much the trivia question of like which dude bombed out. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's but you can find. But, you know, Cordell made some Pro Bowls. Yeah. With a couple things break his way, he plays in a Super Bowl. Neil played in a Super Bowl. A couple yeah. things break his way, he wins a Super Bowl against an all-time great team. Like, you, we live in a world where Nick Foles is a Super yeah. Bowl champion in our recent past. So you don't have to win a Super Bowl with an all-time Hall of Famer. Boy, it helps. But if you can get a Pro Bowl guy, it's just a long enough timeline. If you're going to compete with, look at the guy still playing this weekend, you're going to need one of those big picks sooner or later. We can't verify that that's true, but it certainly sounds right. Sounds, sounds right. I don't think that deserved Tucker, but I'm going to live with it. I'm going to live with it. I will. We will. I will live with it and move on. I will take responsibility and go with it. Sounds yeah. right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk all these couch coberts out there. Uh-oh. Um, let's go back to Steel City Nation at S City Nation four one two. Only people who should be safe for a roster spot on this team next year is Cam Highsmith, TJ Minka. Najee, Muth, and Juju, if he's resigned. Everyone else can go, in my opinion. That's seven out of fifty-two. Wow, that that's that's <laughs> I, I mean, I know there's more free agent money than usual, but that's uh that's gonna be a tough offseason to fill the other spots. It, uh, I mean, yeah, those are all guys that are critically important. But uh, and I'd love to have Juju, and I think it's this is the time to they're gonna redo Minka's contract or pay him the better money, like it just like they did with TJ last year. But um, which by the way, I've come totally on board with let's do that. I yeah. know there was some talk about like, oh. Oh, Mink is not the guy earlier season. No, this team needs Mink, especially, you know, I'm not sure exactly what they're gonna do with Edmonds at um, but yeah, so it's so it's fine to give Mink the money at uh, yeah, those guys are all important, but um 
You're going to need a few more players than that as well. I think people are going to be supreme. People think that we're just going to be like Action Jackson out there and, and signing people. And I think a large part of this roster is stay not maybe not safe, but they're stick they're staying put. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because stability is is a virtue when it comes to the Steelers. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they sign more guys or different guys than they did in the past. I mean, it's easily forgotten now, but if you can kind of remember how shocking it was when they signed Eric Ebron, because we were told over and over again by all the people online, oh, they don't have any money, oh, they don't make any moves, and then they signed this, you know, big, talented offensive weapon uh, out of nowhere to a fairly substantial contract. So I could see that kind of thing happening maybe a couple times more than we're used to. We definitely, you know, when it, with, the, with Ben's final years, we were in the win-now mode. We mm-hmm. made the deals for uh, Vance Mack, yeah, mm-hmm. Ebron is another. Uh, mm-hmm. The trade for Minka, that was stuff we never right. saw historically ever before. And mm-hmm. I attributed that to it's Ben's last year's. We got to win now with Ben, win now. Now we're not necessarily, I, you know, we're always in a win now mode, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Will we see? Will we see that kind of wheeling dealing that uh, that people think? Well, I mean, I think it depends on what they kind of do with the quarterback. I mean, it's it's the NFL, and thank God it is the league where it's the easiest to rebuild. It is the easiest to reload. If you can find a quarterback, that if you can get one that you can believe you can win a Super Bowl with versus, you know, talking yourself into Mason winning a Super Bowl over the course of, you know, a long rationalizing summer, then, yeah, they could be back in win-now mode faster than you might think. Let's just, you know, I, I don't like to speculate, but let's let's kind of briefly talk about what positions where we might be spending. I could see us being big spenders on O-line, maybe the right side of the O-line. We, mm-hmm. You know, Trey Turner is gone. Chooks is going to could be gone. Mm-hmm. I could see that definitely, you, you know, because whoever's going to be the quarterback, we want to we want to give him much more time. Oh, than, yeah. Than this year. A hundred percent. Whoever it is. I mean, it's it's I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if, you know, the free agent resources went into offensive line and defensive line. And then the drafting resources also went into offensive line and defensive line. I think, you know, uh, I really think they want to keep this kind of thing from happening again. I think the other position where you could see a major investment, I would say, is maybe trying to get that corner because you need three corner at least three corners you know every game now mm-hmm. and you know Hayden uh for all his above the neck a uh, greatness um you know speed is, is not a young man yeah speed is there you know Witherspoon is uh, a free agent it seems like enough people like him to maybe want to keep well, him he certainly around came on in the last month couple months of the season which again would be a giant victory of coaching of course to be able to get him into that position to be able to do that to be one of the league's better corners over the course of the last month of the season and, um, and yeah and I'm glad we got through all this without discussing what to do at inside linebacker because I have absolutely no idea and that's a huge Oof. disaster but yeah that one I don't even want to, but see that's the nice thing about where we are like a few days after the season ending is we don't have to figure that out tonight it's not our job um let's one last thing on Mm -hmm. colbert couch colberts Mm -hmm. uh at steeler nation steeler nation the steelers will head into the offseason with the most available money they've ever had in the salary cap era okay Uh, but you know we got like you said we can given some of that to minka Mm -hmm. um and if we got to give money to dj in the future certainly i don't are we going to be the big spenders that everyone seems to think? Well, I don't think I don't think the Steelers are ever the big spenders. I think that what you might see is big spenders relative to other Steeler teams of the past. Like I think that's I don't I think that's what you might see is more spending than you have before. It uh, just but not like compared to like the Washington Football Team or the Browns <laughs> or even the Patriots in the last year, like that those kind of teams. All right, well. We uh, let's let's just get to the final word here. I think we've I think we've touched all of our uh, bases. I don't know. Uh, certainly, all the bases. All the bases in football. Mm-hmm. We're already doing baseball stuff. My <laughs> God, it's February. It's not even February. It's January. Yes. Uh, I'll give the final word today to Eric Oliver at okay. Eric Martian, mm-hmm. uh, who must have been watching from Mars because only on Earth do uh, you, you need a you need a really big eye, eye view to have this kind of point of view. The Steelers scored more points than all the other wildcard losers. Wow. Fact. Wow. So all these games were, you know, ugly. Uh, the Patriots, the Eagles, mm-hmm. the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That so, one surprised me a little. You know, so are we really any worse off than some of these other teams that 
everyone had high expectations for. Well, what I'll say is something, and, and something I, I hope we do more in, in our off-season meetings and come back to is that so, when we do this show in the next season is come back to people's hot takes of the past. <laughs> and one I, I came back to a lot that I've been thinking a lot about is the day after the Bears game, I believe it was Colin Coward that said, you know, because everyone was so mad because of the Steelers won uh, the, the, what they thought because of this taunting penalty and all that. I remember Colin Coward got up and gave the big hot take about, look, okay, the Steelers won this game, but who would you rather be today, the Steelers or the Bears? They yeah. found their quarterback in the future. The yeah. Bears aren't going anywhere. Where are the Bears? They're looking for another coach. That kid yeah. got hurt. He didn't get that much better over the course of the season. The Steelers went to the playoffs. The goal is always to win. The goal yeah. is winning is always better than losing. It always sets you up better for the next year than that. So it, so you can't do that. So yes, the Steelers are in as good a position as all of those teams. Oh, they got to find a new quarterback. It's not 2004. It's not even, you can find someone better now to compete, to keep you a competitive team. You know, I almost, you know, the crazy thoughts that go through my head, and this is a time of crazy thoughts. What do the Colts want for once? I mean, I'd be yeah. selling low just because, hey, they totally messed that up. But boy, once the Steelers you get a little offensive line and defensive line, that guy showed me something over the course of the end of the season. But that's just it. You can find a guy like that that you couldn't back then. So it's there's good. They're, they're going to be able to find somebody who can come in and compete. That I'll I totally even, believe. I'll one up your crazy, crazy talk. You want uh, Wentz? I'll I didn't t- want Wentz. I said he might oh, be out there. Well, yeah. hey, you know who might mm-hmm. be out there? Andrew Dalton <laughs> and hell he he might look good in black and gold he might be on our podcast I think you could find Andy Dalton just about anywhere yes that uh mm-hmm. well speaking of revisiting hot takes from throughout the season if you tune into us uh next week we are presenting the first annual Yinzi Awards the best and worst takes of the season uh yes we've been keeping score and we've been taking down names and we've run out of bubble gum is that how the same uh, yeah 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 that, that that's good enough all right you can follow me on twitter at kyle christ greg are you on the internet i am on, on alas i am you can find me at twitter and instagram at greg benevent b as in boy e-n-e-v as in victor e-n-t until next week uh keep your toxic takes to yourself stay off twitter it's bad for your health mm-hmm With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.